Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Cindy Chavez here. Today is Tuesday, February 27th, 2018. Your first daily dose of happy for the day, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, Cindy, it's been a, a good beginning of the week yesterday. Wendy and Tom and I all agreed that Mondays are good days, not bad days. So we want to continue that theme today and say Tuesdays are even better days. <laughs> I agree with that. Yay. Yay for Monday. I am. Um, I actually decided when I went into business for myself, I made a conscious decision that Mondays were going to be great. And I, I like structured my calendar so that Monday would be a, a good day because I was so hearing people always say, oh, Monday, like Monday's got such a bad rap. Oh, yeah. Well, for a lot of reasons, probably because, well, they're Mondays, they're the first day of the week. That means you have to go back doing something that you may or may not love. And secondly, because of songs like, you know, California Dreaming on such a winter's day and Monday morning and all these other songs like, well, okay, I'm depressed already just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I'm in agreement. Uh, The day is what we make it. It's what we make it. And even more importantly, when we make it well, it becomes great. No matter what it is that we're doing, that that's the thing that I think is cool. It's not just that we make it, yeah, but just by going into it with a positive attitude, the whole day gets better, and it feels better, and it's more fun. It's more enjoyable. It's like, wow, I'm actually doing something worthwhile instead of, oh, God, it's the old drudgery again. <laughs> yeah, so I think that it's so important for us to remember to be conscious about the things we're saying, the stories we're telling, the way we're feeling about things, and so much of it, you know, we've been, we're going to get into this, the section of the book that we've been um, reading with the Money and the Law of Attraction, but the, the little section today talks about rather than by default, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, how many things we do by default, oh, especially geez. those stories, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean. So that's. You know, Walt, you always ask, like at the beginning, like of the of our podcast, you'll say, you know, did you have any wins? What's going on that's good? And and I recognize that when we start being conscious about that, something ha- something has to open up in our awareness just every day, so that we pay attention. Yes. It's like oh, I yes. know you're going to ask me that. So okay, so I'll ask right now. So what have you had any wins? <laughs> well, I have, but I just you know, it's like I have to pay attention now. I know I have wins all the time, right? Because we all do. Oh yes. And so it's that paying attention, though, so that we are aware of them. And then what happens is that we notice them, we get in that alignment, and then we start creating more and more of them in a deliberate way. So Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, you know what my best win is? I'm still alive. I get to live another day. (laughs) That's a win. (laughs) Right? If if you woke up tomorrow, I mean, if you woke up tomorrow, if you woke up today... (laughs) And you're listening. I'm already, I'm ahead of the game. And you're listening to us. Then that's already a win. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It's a big win. And, yeah. And so you asked me if I yep, had a go win. Ahead. I'm gonna yep. So we talked last week. I've been on this. I, I don't know how many days it is now. I guess it's a it's eight days. I've been doing a thousand affirmations a day. Wow. And. I decided because I was doing so many that I needed to pick a short, a short-ish one. And so I chose, I feel rich. Since we're doing this book on money and the law of attraction, 
And since we want to be careful about our really feeling it, I just chose that. I thought that would be good. That would be short. And then we read that sentence that says, if you feel poor, you can only attract poverty. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Okay. I need to work on feeling rich then. Mm, Yes. So last Tuesday was the first day that I did a thousand affirmations and then Wednesday or actually it was Monday because I talked about it on, on the show Tuesday morning. So Monday was day one, Tuesday. So Wednesday was day three and Wednesday afternoon I go to get the mail and there's a $50 gift certificate to a really nice <laughs> restaurant in town. Oh, that's great. So I said, it's working. <laughs> it's working. There we go. That's terrific. That's fantastic. So that was fun. Yeah, that is fun. And congratulations. I mean, you've done over 7,000. You're, you're on your way to 8,000 affirmations in the last eight days. That's, that's remarkable. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm impressed. It's bound to have, uh, it's bound to have a good result. I've actually been doing a similar thing with the mirror work. You remember I started that 10 days ago and I've been sticking to it, which is a different experience for me. I mean, I normally don't do well with affirmations. This is the first time in a long time where I was able to actually commit to doing the affirmations and stick to the commitment. And That's I'm doing fantastic. it. It's actually gotten to the point now where I don't mind looking in the mirror. That I didn't know that was going to happen so quickly. I'm surprised. So are you doing it? Are you doing the mirror work at the end of the day or the beginning of the day? First thing. First thing out of first bed. First thing. Yep. I, I figured that way if I if I have to do it first, then I can't skip it. <laughs> Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. You won't let yourself do anything else. I can't do anything else till I do that. So, all right, I got to go do the mirror work. <laughs> <laughs> and and how much time would you say you're spending? Oh, it varies from like, the, the first day was like five seconds. The longest was been about five minutes. This morning was about a minute, minute and a half. Cool. Yeah. So it's really something that anybody could fit into their schedule. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not like this takes a big chunk out of the day. <laughs> Not, not like a thousand affirmations. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that, okay, so for anyone that wasn't listening before, I'm, I'm actually using the idea of a string of prayer beads, which there are usually on a, on a mala, which is a, a Buddhist or a Hindu prayer beads. There are 108, um, and other prayer beads have similar numbers. And I didn't have a set, so I grabbed a string of Mardi Gras beads out of my closet. <laughs> and I counted the Mardi Gras beads have 75. So if I do the round twice, it's 150. Um, and I chose that affirmation. Part of the reason I chose I feel rich is because it's short. Yeah, true. I didn't want an affirmation that was like, you know, five sentences long, and I would have to say it a thousand times. Sure. Uh, so this morning, before the podcast, I thought, I'm going to go through the beads once or twice. I ended up going through four times, which is 300. Wow. And it took me um, six minutes, I think. Really? That's all? So, yeah. So, like, as I'm doing them throughout the day, it's just two minutes here, three minutes there, six minutes there. It's not that It's not that much. So if you really wanted to go through all 1,000 in one sitting, you could do it in about a half an hour. I think so, Yeah. And I, wow. and I try to be conscious of not going through like as fast as I possibly can, where I can't even understand what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to be conscious of what I feel I'm wealthy, saying. I feel wealthy, I feel <laughs> the frenetic <Right>. version. <laughs> right. So, uh, 
so there's that. But yeah, it, it actually is not taking as long as I originally thought it was going to take, which is a bonus. Well, that's very cool. I, I can actually tell you a bonus that I have been experiencing with um, the mirror work. The bonus that has come out of it is yesterday I got out for a walk for the first time in weeks. I mean, I've just been like, <laughs> my body's been aching for me to get out and get some walking in. And, you know, get out in, into nature and I'm listening to my positive music and all that stuff. And I decided very early in the walk I was going to do something for the entire walk that I, I've tried to do in the past, but usually my attention wanders so I don't get to do it. But I was going to try to do the entire walk visualizing all of the stuff, all the wonderful things that I've been trying to attract deliberately into my life. And, in, and Louise and I actually have been working on together. So I figured, okay, well, you know, this is a good time to do it. Let's see if I can maintain my focus for the full hour that I'm out there walking. And I've never actually done it for the full hour, but I came really close. I was, I was on it for about 70 to 80% of the walk. And most of the rest of the time when I wasn't focused on it, I was just focused on how wonderful the nature was. So I consider that to be a pretty big win. That's, that's one of the best walks I've ever done in terms of, of trying to be working on deliberate creation. And in the process of doing that, yeah. In the process of doing that, I I basically was finding more and more ways to flesh out the details of what it is that we want in our lives. So, for instance, the podcast was one of the things that I included. And uh, with the podcast, you know, I've set the goal of having a million listeners this year. And, and actually, in my mind, I've been taking it larger than that, like having you know, a couple hundred thousand listeners per episode or something like that, some huge number. And as I started playing that out, I also played out, well, you know, it's going to generate revenue and we're going to be reaching millions of people. And then I started imagining scenarios where um, we hear back from people, like I've been hearing from people living in the area here. We, we've been meeting up and getting to know each other as friends. Well, imagining that kind of thing happening on a larger basis and not just for me, but having a whole schedule of co-hosts and the co-hosts are all experiencing the same kind of thing. Um, and they're seeing uh, increases in their practices and, and I mean, just playing out all these detailed um, things happening toward the overall um, goal, the overall thing I was trying to attract of just a very, very successful podcast. It was quite an experience. And That's I'm realizing, you must yeah. must have been just buzzing with good vibes. On I, was, I was. I was. <laughs> and, and the thing that's amazing from my perspective is that I know that the more I do that, I mean, belief is something where you just keep thinking a thought over and over again, and that's how you develop belief. Well, if I can keep doing this, I'll believe it more and more and more and more. And the more that I believe it, the easier I'll be attracting it. So this is a good thing from where I sit. And what else I see is that and you're right about belief and that it's like snowballs. And what happens is that you'll also start collecting evidence. Yes, you know, like what happened to me? I mean, that a lot of people could say, well, that was a fluke or a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I think there's synchronicity and synchronicity. We notice it because of alignment. So mm -hmm. I started getting a lot. And what was funny is that when I was going through those affirmations of I feel rich, I feel rich, I feel rich. <laughs> uh, I had thoughts in my head, right, of some of the times where and some of the things that would bring about that feeling. And the particular restaurant that we got the gift card to was one of those things that was in my mind as I was saying, I feel rich mm. because it's a very expensive, very nice, luxurious kind of restaurant. 
And when we go there, and we don't go there, you know, a lot. We go there a few times a year probably. Um, but I always notice it's like a certain feeling because it's just a really beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And so the gift card was like evidence, right? And I always think the more evidence we have for any given thing, the more we're going to believe it. I mean, that's like when you're in a court of law and the attorney keeps bringing forth more evidence, more evidence, more evidence, pretty soon, where are you? You're beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm -hmm. You have a strong belief. So the more evidence we can collect for being abundant, for being healthy, for being successful, whatever it is that we're trying to create. And so you've been meeting people that are fans of the podcast and hearing from people. And that's just more evidence that's going to make your belief so strong that there won't be anything else that can happen but great success, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and in fact, just what I was able to do yesterday on my walk and maintain my focus, that was evidence. The fact that I was able to maintain my focus for 70 to 80% of the walk on exactly what I wanted to focus on, that was huge evidence for me because I don't, I've never been able to do that before. Well, and I'm thinking about, you know, the mirror work um, when we were talking about Jack Canfield's story of noticing after now somebody, I, I, I did talk to my friend the other day about it and she said, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember the story about when he did it for 40 days. I said, Oh, I thought it was 30. And she said, well, you could be right. So, but 30 or 40 days in a row. And he said all of his negative self-talk was just gone. Like yeah. all that mental chatter was just gone. And so when you were talking about being out on your walk, and that's amazing to be able to be visualizing and focusing for the better part of an hour. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about him saying that all that negative mental chatter was gone. It sounds to me like your mental space is becoming very, very clear for yes. you to be able to hold that vision for the better part of an hour. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And I, I was totally motivated by the idea of getting rid of the mental chatter that was negative. That was why I wanted to do it in the first place. That's why I liked mm-hmm. the idea of doing it, even though I didn't like the idea of looking in the mirror at myself. But uh, interestingly enough, after the first couple of days, that part has gone away. I don't really mind looking in the mirror anymore, which is also a new experience. So, I mean, there's been all these positives coming out of it. But you're right. I am expanding my ability to do what it is I want to do, and that is to focus and thereby to attract what it is I want to attract. That's huge all by itself. So even even if I don't lose the negative chatter, and I think I am actually going to, but even if I don't, it's still a major victory, huge victory. Well, it sounds to me like you must already be losing some of it. Because so. how yeah. else would you be able to focus on – Two things on what you want to create and on the beauty of the nature walk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, focus on those things for a full hour without having all that other stuff come in. I mean, we all have experienced that mental chatter at one time or another and sometimes a lot of the time. So I think it has to be having that effect already. I, it, I'm so inspired by it. I want to start it myself. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get this thousand affirmations a day under my belt to where it's just the normal part of my day. And then I think I'm going to start the mirror work process <laughs> because I'm so excited about hearing you talk about it. <laughs> well, great. I, I keep thinking back to when I first uh, got exposed to the law of attraction some 10 years ago. And I remember that I 
the first time I tried to deliberately focus on, I don't even remember what it was. I, it may have been affirmations. I, I can't remember what it was. But whatever it was I was focusing on, I couldn't hold my focus for more than two or three seconds. And then I'd be so easily distracted by anything going on around me. So to go from two to three seconds, now it's taking me a while to get there, probably more than most people, but it's taking me a while. But despite that fact, I have actually managed to get to the point where I was able to focus where I wanted to for most of a full hour. What a tremendous stride that is. That's not one stride. That's like about a thousand. Yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing because most of the time, well, think if you think about this, if you... If you buy a, a guided meditation, most of them are about 20 to 30 minutes long. And mm-hmm. I think that has to do with a number of things. But part of it is it takes a certain amount of time for your brain waves to come into alignment. Uh, but also just attention span. Yes. So when you're meditating without a guided meditation and you're just sitting quietly focus, like, focusing on your breath, um, it, it's a big accomplishment for most people to be able to do that for 10 minutes. So, right. So an hour. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So this, and I loved hearing you talk about the details that you were thinking of. (laughs) Well, that's what I've been wanting to do for the longest time because I understood for quite some time now that if I am to keep thinking a thought over and over again, in order to turn it into a strong belief, I can't just repeat the same words over and over again. That will put me to sleep faster than anything. So I have to create a whole bunch of details. I have to keep recreating and create new details and, and add to add to the previous details that I already had and just keep adding and adding and adding. Otherwise, I'll lose interest. So it's a necessity. It's an absolute necessity for me to do that. So the fact that I was able to do that, again, big, big victory. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about it. I, I hope too. you get out and get some more walks. I am uh, planning to. Well, it's, <laughs> we're coming up at a time of year where it can happen every day, and I'm I'm chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah, we're getting this beautiful weather too. It's been like in the 70s and 80s Ooh, here. Oh wow! Ooh. And um, and if the rain will stop, which it's been it's been rainy, but um, yeah, I'm ready to get out there and get outside too because mm-hmm. it's been a while with the, all of this cold weather. Yeah, yeah, we're not no, near that. We were our highs yesterday were in the 40s, but I'll take that over the teens any day. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, okay. So, Walt, it's um, this book. We are like a dozen pages into it, and it's already affecting me. Uh, Money and the law of attraction: learning to attract wealth, health, and happiness. And before we really get into it today. I wanted to make sure that we um, talk about subscribing and sharing. Mm-hmm. Yep, because subscribing and sharing are really important. Um, we now have all the details on the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. Um, you, you can actually listen to the live broadcast there if you want to listen live, which is great. We'd love to have you do that. And there's even instructions on how to call in using uh, the software that we're using. It's called the Zoom conferencing platform. And we've tied that into the broadcast platform so people can call in. And, and we've had people call in, and it's been great. Uh, and we would encourage you to do so as well. But um, like you were saying, Cindy, we also want people to, to subscribe because subscribers are getting a lot out of it. I mean, you talked about the two people who I've met who are both subscribers, and they, they were waxing poetic about how much they've been getting out of it. So it's really, really worth doing. 
Uh, the average listener is listening to like 30 episodes a month, and I, I, that just blows my mind. <laughs> 30 episodes a month they're listening to. Of course, we're doing 45, but still, 30, it's like they're, they're listening to two-thirds of everything we're putting out there on average. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. So, yes, it's worth doing. Um, and all the instructions are right there, really easy to do, walks you right through it. And then after you subscribe, make sure you share because other people need to know about it, too. Yes, LOAToday.net. Oh, and I should also mention, it's Tuesday night. Tonight we're going to have our third, Tom Wells and I are going to have our third night taking or making ourselves available to take phone calls. We had a call our first week. Second week we didn't have a call, although, Cindy, if you listened in, you would have heard Tom doing some amazing channeling. I mean, he didn't actually do the channeling on the show, but he shared stuff that he'd done through his automatic writing. I'm thinking, my God, this guy's a guru. When you hear the stuff that he had to say, it was incredible. So even that was worthwhile. But we're looking awesome. forward to having more people calling in. So if you've been wanting to call in and you just can't do it during the day, that's why we're doing the Tuesday night podcast. So tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time, please join us. Perfect. Okay, you ready to dive in? Let's go. All right. So we left off at this, the little subheading is, rather than by default, live life deliberately. And I was saying to you, Walt, before the show, boy, that little subtitle, I feel like we could talk forever on that because of how often everything we do is by default. Mm. Oh, yeah. And so this, this sounds like a really, it's going to be a really impactful little section. So here we go. It says, we are giving this book to you to remind you of things you already know at some level so as to reactivate that vibrational knowledge within you. It is not possible for you to read these words, which represent the knowledge that you hold from your broader perspective, without a recognition of this knowledge beginning to surface from within. This really is the time of awakening, the time of remembering your personal power and your reason for being. So take a deep breath, make an effort to get comfortable and slowly read the contents of this book to restore yourself to your original vibrational essence. I love that. Make an effort to get comfortable. <laughs> right? Take a deep breath. <laughs> so here you are in a wonderful state of being. No longer an infant under the control of others, somewhat acclimated into your physical environment. And now by reading this book, Returning to the recognition of the full power of your being. No longer buffeted around by the law of attraction like a small cork on a raging sea. But finally remembering and gaining control of your own destiny. Finally and deliberately guiding your life within the powerful law of attraction. Rather than responding in an attitude of default and just taking life as it comes. In order to do that, you have to tell a different story. You have to begin to tell the story of your life as you now want it to be and discontinue the tales of how it has been or of how it is. Which is exactly what we were talking about this morning. <laughs> That's exactly what we were talking about. How we're right. changing our stories. Right. Those stories. And interesting... I know they're going to mention this, but that the words are underlined 
It says you have to begin to tell the story of your life as you now want it to be. The want is underlined. Yes. And discontinue the tales of how it has been is underlined or of how it is. And, you know, so many times we're like, but this is how it is. Yes, right. (laughs) I'm telling the truth. This is just how it is. And they're saying, no, tell it how you want it to be. So tell the story you want to experience. I, I love the critics of Law of Attraction seekers and followers who say, well, you're just burying your head in the sand. You have to deal with the reality because reality is what it is. And I just kind of like snigger at that now. It used to be I would, you know, sagely nod, aha, uh-huh, and so forth. But now I just snigger at it because they just don't get it. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they, they, they actually believe that they are trapped by reality. And that's not really funny. I don't mean to make fun of them. That's not, not my purpose here. But they are. They're trapped in this, in this mindset. And uh, one of the reasons that Abraham puts out their message, one of the reasons we talk about it, is that we want people to understand you don't have to be trapped. You don't have to be a victim. You don't have to be stuck in whatever reality hands you. You can actually change your reality. What a cool concept. Right? And it just starts with telling the story that you want to experience. That seems right. so hard for, for some of us, but... I think it's like the mirror work that you're doing. Oh yes, big way. Right, you are you are looking at yourself in the mirror, and you're you're telling a good story. You're telling a story that you want to experience, and I think that it's gotten easier and easier for you. And it's just been ten days. And, and it is really hard to, when you start. I mean, it's hard when you're looking in the mirror and you're looking yourself in the eye and you're talking to yourself. You say, "Oh, this feels so stupid." And, and and I can't even look at myself because it's just too embarrassing. And that's the way it feels. It just is. That reality is, right? That's the reality. The reality mm-hmm. is that it just feels that way. But then a funny thing happens. If you do it anyway, and then you do it on day two, and you do it on day three, and even day four, all of a sudden that goes away. Well, what happened to the reality? The reality <laughs> changed. The reality, reality changed. It changed. Yeah, it, it shifted. Was, it was real. It was real that I was so uncomfortable looking in the mirror, but the reality changed because I changed by simply doing the exercise. Just that one little thing. Yeah, that's amazing. And when you think of the effects that it's having in your life, oh, God, like, yes. for, like your walk, for instance, right? and you think that something that you're doing that's taking you somewhere between one minute and five minutes a day is making this huge shift available to you that's man that's awesome we talk in this world today about how important it is for people to feel empowered we talk about people being empowered politically and about being empowered in their schools and so on and so forth but none of that comes close to the empowerment that you get when you deliberately change your own story i i mean i feel so much more self-empowered just by doing this mirror exercise than by anything else that anybody's ever said to me and you know what's interesting with, with is that politics. it's you just said it self empowered. Yeah. Because this is this is the definition of personal power. It's that it's not attached to something else. It's not that you're powerful because you've got a successful podcast. Oh right. Yeah. Right? Or because you're married to a wonderful wife, or because you have some job or some title or some you know it's none of that because when our power is attached to those kind of things, then if they go away, we feel disempowered. But when our power is 
self, it's personal power, and it comes from within us, then it doesn't goes on in the outside world. Um, we still have the empowerment. That's right. Yeah, and that empowerment doesn't stop. It goes on. It's continuous. It keeps getting bigger. That's the part that's truly really amazing. <laughs> it's it expanding. Gets, it gets yeah. bigger. How can it get bigger? Reality doesn't get doesn't allow stuff to get bigger. How does it get bigger? <laughs> well, you know, that's like the idea. Of people say well, something's all in your head. And we're like, yeah, everything is all in our head. Everything we experience is all in our head. And sometimes we just don't realize how big the inside of our head is. Yeah, right? no kidding. Right. Okay. So tell the story you want to experience. To live deliberately, you have to think deliberately. Hmm. And in order to do that, you must have a reference point in order to determine the correct direction of your thought. Right now, just as the time of your birth, the two necessary factors are in place. The law of attraction, the most powerful and consistent law in the universe, abounds. And your guidance system is within you, all queued up and ready to give you directional feedback. You only have one seemingly small but potentially life-changing thing to do. You have to begin telling your story in a new way. You have to tell it as you want it to be. As you tell the story of your life, and you do it nearly all day, every day, with your words, your thoughts, and your actions, you have to feel good while you tell it. In every moment, about every subject, you can focus positively or negatively, for in every particle of the universe, in every moment, in time and beyond, there is that which is wanted and the lack of what is wanted pulsing there for you to choose between. And as these constant choices reveal themselves to you, you have the option of focusing upon what you want or the lack of it regarding every subject. Because every subject is really two subjects. What you want or the absence of what you want. And you can tell by the way you feel which choice you are currently focused upon, and you can change your choice constantly. This whole well, idea. this reminds me of your talking about on your walk when you were yeah. talking about when you were envisioning success. You know, you weren't focusing on we don't have this and we don't have that. You were focusing on what it will be and what you want it to be, right? Yeah, I wasn't focusing on why can't I have success? Everybody else gets to have success. Why don't I get mm -hmm. success? That's not what I was doing at all. What I was doing and was I was saying, wow, can you, I just imagine what happens when, you know, I get the increase in, li in listenership. It's already been happening. The listenership has been increasing, but imagine when it gets to the point where there's like hundreds of thousands of people listening, even millions of people listening. I mean, that, that's just breathtaking to think about that. But that's where it's all going. That's pretty exciting. That's the kind of story I was telling. You know what this reminds me of? Just I've heard someone say before, you know, if you want to if you want to get depressed, just start comparing yourself to someone <laughs> yes, else, right. right? Yes. <laughs> and and it's like when we go into this place of telling a story of what we want, as opposed to story of what we're lacking. So it's the, like two sides of the same coin. You know, there, there are probably podcasts out there that have multiple hundreds of thousands of followers, right? Or millions of followers. But sure. yet you weren't walking around saying, 
well, these other podcast hosts have a million yeah, right, followers, right? <laughs> right? So you, there was no comparison. It was just we're already getting followers and our, our base is, you know, of listeners is growing and we're, this is what I want to happen. I want to see hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers. Okay. So every subject is really two subjects. Well, before you get there, I want to uh, make a comment. One of the things that makes it really challenging and difficult at first to do this kind of invented storytelling is that we think we're lying. I mean, let's, mm. let's be perfectly honest. That's not what reality is at the moment that we're telling that story. So we're lying, right? And, and that, that takes a while to overcome because nobody wants to be a liar, right? Well, actually some people do, I guess, but most people don't want to be liars. <laughs> right. We have an aversion to it. We've we been do. taught since, since we were very small that we should not do that. So, so it can take a little while to recognize I'm not actually telling a lie. What I'm actually doing is telling what I want to be instead. And that's not a lie. It's actually true. I really do want it to be what I want it to be instead. There's no lie in that. So it's perfectly fine to say this is what I'm wanting it to be. This is where I want it to go. I am really excited about the possibility it could actually go there. That's not a lie. Right. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why when I was choosing the affirmation, I went with, I feel rich because I know I can feel anything I want to feel. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't have to say I am something if it doesn't always feel true right now. Exactly. Okay. So here are some examples um, to help us see how every subject is really two subjects. So it has abundance. Poverty, which is the absence of abundance. Health and illness, which is the absence of health. Happiness, sadness of happiness. Clarity and confusion, that's a big one. Absence of clarity. Energetic or tired, absence of energy. Knowledge and doubt, absence of knowledge. Interested, bored absence of interest and then some statements i can do that i can't do that i want to buy that i can't afford that i want to feel good i don't feel good i want more money i don't have enough money i want more money <laughs> i don't know how to get more money <laughs> I want more money. That person is getting more money than his or her share. <laughs> I sense a theme here. There's that comparison, right? <laughs> I want to be slender. I am fat. I want a new car. My car is old. I want a lover. I don't have a lover. Now, it was funny when I read, when I read these, I looked at the page and I noticed what it would feel like to read the columns separately. And it's like, I can do that. I want to buy that. I want to feel good. I want more money. I want more money. I want more money. I want to be slender. I want a new car. I want a lover. And then I read the other side. I can't do that. I can't afford that. I don't feel good. I don't have enough money. I don't know how to get more money. That person's getting more money than his or her share. I am fat. My car is old. I don't, and I thought... I'm getting that depressed just like hearing it. That negative mental chatter that a lot of us have. Oh, on. yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm getting depressed just hearing that second list. It's like, oh, God, I can't even stand that. 
How many you times know, have I heard that in my own head? <laughs> I'll tell you, you were talking about the telling the lie, you know, or saying something that doesn't feel true in an affirmation or, but deciding to say, you know, I want to feel good. I want to buy that. I want to be slender, you know, or all can be true statements. And I have a, a group that I run and on um, Mondays, I often ask the group to set an intention of what they want to create that week. And it can be anything, right? It can be an intention for how, and I often encourage them to make a statement about what, how they want to feel, um, in, you know, as a way of making an intention and being intentional about their week. And someone in the group was really suffering with depression and had chimed in, I don't, I don't have any intention to make. I feel, you know, I'm struggling with this depression and I just feel really low and I can't even make an intention. And I said, how about I intend to feel better? And what was interesting is just that idea completely shifted the whole conversation. And I could tell in this person that it made a difference just to say, oh, okay, I can do that. I can say I intend to feel better. Do you think that'll work? Will I begin to feel better? I could even tell just in the conversation that this person was already starting to feel a little bit better. Right, they perked up, yeah. Right? And it's kind of like when I read in this in this grouping on this page, I want to feel good. I don't feel good. Uh, th- there's a shift there between those two statements. There is. And it's a shift that when we look at it up close, what we realize is that there are different feelings associated with different ways of looking at something. Not just the phrasing. I mean, certainly the words are important, but it's more about the way we're looking at it, you know? So like uh, with the phrase, I want a lover versus I don't want, don't have a lover. I want a lover. That is where you're actually focusing on having that lover. Like that, that person in your life who's important to you and who, who's, who loves you and you love her or you love him. And, and it, it's like a visceral experience in a sense that you're imagining in your head. Whereas I don't have a lover focuses on there's an absence. There's this void. There's nobody there and there will never be anybody there. An entirely Mm -hmm. different feeling an entirely different experience. Yeah. Just that's why when I was reading just through, just through the, I wants and then just through the, I don't haves the energy is so different. (laughs) Very, very, you're right. Focus on the lack. Okay, so as you read this list, it is undoubtedly obvious to you which we consider to be the better choice in each example. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) But there is a simple and important thing that you may be forgetting. There's a tendency as you read a list such as this to feel a need to state the factual truth about the subject. Tell it like it is rather than make the statement of what you desire. That tendency alone is responsible for more miscreating and more personal disallowing of wanted things than all other things put together. Wow. And so the examples and exercises offered in this book are given to help you orient yourself toward what is wanted, not to explain what already is. You have to begin telling a different story if you want the law of attraction to bring you different things. One of the things I I like listening to when it comes to the Abraham workshops is when Abraham, and and obviously the audience likes this too, you can tell every time because of the way they're laughing at it. But 
every once in a while, um, Abraham will go into one of these little negative rants. Like, I, I can't do that. I can't afford that. I won't, I don't feel good. I don't have enough money. 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 And, and, and people just start to chuckle over this thing because it's obviously so silly. But on the other hand, everybody recognizes, yeah, that's what I've been doing for years and years and years. We all do it. But when you look at it in the light of day, it's like, well, that's pretty silly. Right. I, I was thinking when you were saying that, I was like, yeah, we're all laughing because we all was like, oh, my goodness, how'd they get in my head? Right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also proof to me. It's proof that we can tell different stories because let's be perfectly honest. Unless you literally are completely destitute, there is zero dollars available to you. You don't have a place to live. You have no food. Unless you're in that place, well, to be perfectly honest, you do have money. You just don't have as much as you wanted. So you're actually lying to yourself over and over again when you say, I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money. I don't have money. <laughs> I love, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the work of Byron Katie, but there's a question and it's a very simple question that she asks in her process. And it's the question, is that true? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. And I ask myself that to, that when I get on um, an internal, you know, negative rant like this, right? Sometimes I go, wait, is that true? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not true. All right. So what is the story I'm now telling? A very effective way to begin to tell that new story is to listen to the things that you're now saying throughout your day. And when you catch yourself in the middle of a statement that is contrary to what you want, stop and say, well, I clearly know what it is that I don't want. What is it that I do want? And then deliberately and emphatically make your statement of desire. I, I have to stop and say that one statement. Well, I clearly know what it is that I don't want. What is it that I do want? That can trip more people up than almost anything that I've run into that Abraham teaches. Because we get so wrapped up over a long period of time about whatever it is that's going wrong that we find we can't even verbalize what it is we want anymore. That's, that's and amazing. And we're so good at knowing what we don't want, right? Have oh, you ever had this God, experience yes. where you ask somebody like, what do you want for dinner tonight? And they go, well, I don't want pizza. And I, I don't, I don't want, I don't, yeah, I don't want Mexican food. Um, and it's like, what do, but what do you want? It's like, we're so quick to know what we don't want. <laughs> or, or, or even worse. Well, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there we go with the I don't even have preferences anymore. I don't, I don't care. I, I mean, whatever you want, I don't care. <laughs> At some point, I mean, you ask that person, what is it that you want? And, and I've been asked that because I've been the one who said that. And I sit there like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> right? Sometimes it's like, and we think about this. I've had the exact same experience. I mean, it was literally over dinner. What do you want for dinner? Yeah, right. and, I decided, and I decided I was not going to say, oh, I don't care. I was going to come up with a preference. And I, I, I just uh, couldn't come up with a preference. It was like, you know, hard to come up with something. And I think, you know, if we can't even readily know what we want for dinner, how are we going to know what we want for like the rest of our life? And one of the things I bring up a lot with coaching clients, because that's my favorite coaching question. That's where to start. What do you want? Mm -hmm. sure. um, you're here because we're going to, you know, create something for you. What do you want? Well, and, I don't want I mean, to feel bad. 
<laughs> well, because you can't have what you want if you don't know what it is. I That's mean, right. just try this at a restaurant the next time the waitress asks you, what would you like? Say, oh, I don't know. I mean, she, you know. And, and, uh, we and have when, to you, when you get, ask that question, too, when you ask your, your clients, you know, what do you want? How often do you get, well, I don't want this? Oh, I mean, a lot of the time. I, I remember I was working with someone one time about relationship, and they wanted to have – they said, well, I'll tell you what, the, the next person that I have a relationship with, they have got to respect me. I've got to find, and it was a, a heterosexual woman, so she said, I have to find a man that respects women and will respect me. And I said, well, what does that look like? And she immediately started telling me this long list of what disrespectful behavior looked like. <laughs> yes. Right? She's yes. like, oh, and she just started naming all these things. And I said, whoa, I said, well, this sounds really disrespectful. Yeah, I said, well, but what does respect look like? Mm. What will it look like? How will you know? Because if, if you're looking for something, you got to know what it looks like. That's right. And she was like, oh. And so then we started brainstorming on what that looked like. And she got to where she could see it. See, because before, all she could see was the disrespectful behavior, and she saw it everywhere. Well, that's what she was looking for. <laughs> so this reminds me of the same kind of thing. Like these examples, I hate this ugly, old, unreliable car. And then it says, I want a pretty new, reliable car. Different energy completely. Oh, completely different. Right? I'm fat. I want to be slender. I mean, not only is that a different energy, it's a completely different image. Oh, right? Exactly. Talk about visualizing. And what about this? My employer does I want to be appreciated by my employer. You actually, believe it or not, your, your song got blipped. So just you know, read that part again, the first one and the second one. My employer doesn't appreciate me. I want to be appreciated by my employer. If you notice a lot of these statements, they're complaints. They are. And we all know that complaining, <laughs> it's not an energy that's going to create a lot of great stuff so it's the energy of it and we don't want to have that energy um okay so many would protest claiming that a simple rewording of a sentence will not make a shiny new car appear in your driveway or change your fat body to one that is slender or cause your employer to suddenly change her personality and begin to treat you differently but Wouldn't they would be, be wrong <laughs> When you deliberately focus upon any desired subject, often proclaiming it to be as you want it to be, in time you experience an actual shift in the way you feel about the subject, which indicates a vibrational shift. And that's what we were just talking about, right? Because your vibration certainly has to change if you change from complaining to getting clarity about what you want. When your vibration shifts, your point of attraction shifts, and by the powerful law of attraction, your manifestational evidence or indicator must shift also. You cannot talk consistently of the things you do want to experience in your life without the universe delivering the essence of them to you. And isn't it amazing how we, we talked about how difficult it can be for someone who has been perpetually and habitually focused on what they don't want. It's hard for them 
to shift to the positive. But isn't it interesting that the same thing is also true in the opposite direction? And not that we would want to, but once we get into the place where we learn to speak about what it is that we want and rather than what we don't want, we actually lose track of how to complain about what it is we don't want. Well, Did you I think notice it's that? Because our, yeah, because our focus changes. Yeah. But if it, so changes, it changes it's, it's in an unexpected habit. way. It is a habit, yes. And it's unexpected because we're so used to all that negative chatter. When the negative chatter goes away, it's like, oh, yeah. Why don't I ever think of that anymore? <laughs> yeah, because we have created an, a new and better habit by telling a new and better story, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So this next section, which I think we have time to get through, is going to be important because it's about a process that's called the pivoting process. And the subtitle says the pivoting process can reorient my life. And that's actually what, what I think we're talking about here when we're shifting right from, from one viewpoint to the next. Yes, absolutely. Let's see if they tell us how to do it. The process of pivoting is a conscious recognition that every subject is really two subjects and then a deliberate speaking or thinking about the desired aspect of the subject. Pivoting will help you activate within yourself the aspects that you desire regarding all subjects. And once you accomplish that, the essence of the things that you desire on all subjects must come into your experience. There is an important clarification that we must make here. If you are using words that speak of something that you desire while at the same time you are feeling doubt about your own words, your words are not bringing you what you want because the way you are feeling is the true indication of the creative direction of your thought vibration. The law of attraction is not responding to your words, but to the vibration that is emanating from you. And that's an important point. The law of attraction is not responding to your words but to the vibration that is emanating from you. Which means it's not just the words, it's, or not even the words, it's the feeling and it's the thought and it's what is, what is the essence of that which I am focusing on as I express my words. That's the vibration that they're talking about. Right, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I chose I feel rich for the afternoon instead of I am rich. Right. Because I know that if I say I am rich, my logical brain can start arguing with me about, no, rich is Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, really. Um, because we go to that comparison thing, we can always start saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, so-and-so has a better something or somebody's more successful. Or if I was really healthy, I'd feel like, you know, that person watching the Olympics or something, right? It's like, I don't have that kind of energy. We can always argue it down. But no one can really argue with our feelings. And so I went for the feeling there because, you know, law of attraction is not res not responding to my words, mm -hmm. but to the vibration. That's right. Yeah. So going for the vibration. In fact, you mentioned, However, sit you, you mentioned that uh, uh, Bill, Gates is, Bill Gates is rich. That's the standard of rich. But I, I'm not rich. I mean, saying that I'm rich, well, that's rich. You know, that, that we, we start playing with the words in a way that makes us feel like, it's a bit like this gritty, ugly feeling. And then we right. expect that somehow it's going to turn into something good. Well, how can it do that? 
how how do you turn something good out of something that feels <laughs> well and that's the reason why I like um the effort like they're not using him yet anyway here but the one we read I'm fat they changed it to I want to be slender mm-hmm. and I like to say I'm in the process of becoming right because mm-hmm. that's the truth even by doing this work even by doing this vibrational work even by doing the mirror work even by doing affirmation work I'm in the process of becoming rich. I'm in the process of becoming healthier. I'm in the process of becoming slender. I'm in the process of finding a lover, whatever it is that we're working on. And that is believable to our, our brain instead of having an argument like I, you know, I'm, I'm slender. Yeah, you're not, you know, whatever that argument. Yeah, you're not rich. So I like that too. Okay. And and funnily enough, when we do start saying, I prefer this, I want that, I prefer this, I want that, I really want to be there. I may not be there yet, but I want to be there. That's where I want to feel. When we start saying that, that's the weird part. That's where law of attraction kicks in, and that's where we start to say, whoa, this is pretty crazy stuff, because it starts to be true. Just from the moment that we start saying it, we start feeling different about it. Just just the feeling alone is different. And then if we stick with it, it continues to show up in other ways. Like you got your your fifty dollar gift check after starting to do your thousand affirmations a day, and and I remember my reaction when you when you first told me you were doing a thousand affirmations a day. I was thinking, what what else is she going to do during the day? <laughs> well, it turns out that it actually uses only about a half an hour of the day, but it cer- it certainly sounded like it would take at least five or six hours to do, maybe ten, and it doesn't because we we turn it into this this big mountain that it really is and never was. Well, yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty sure. strange. We're, we're, we're the ones who are saying, well, that's not what reality is. Reality is that it's this big mountain. No, it's not. It never was. It was never a big mountain. The only reason it was it, a big mountain is we said it was a big mountain, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it never was. It never was. And I love that you mentioned the word prefer. I really like that. I prefer this. You know, I like that. Okay. Let's see if we can finish this little section about pivoting because I think for some reason this is going to be key. However, since you cannot speak of what you do want and what you do not want at the same time, Mm -hmm. the more you speak of what you do want, the less frequently you will be speaking of what you do not want. And if you're serious about telling it like you want it to be rather than telling it like it is, you will in time and usually a rather short time, change the balance of your vibration. If you speak it often enough, you will come to feel what you speak. But there is something even more significantly powerful about this process of pivoting. When life seems to have you negatively oriented toward the lack of something you want, and when you make the statement, I know what I do not want, What is it that I do want? The answer to that question is summoned from within you. And in that very moment, the beginning of a vibrational shift occurs. Pivoting is a powerful tool that will instantly improve your life. So if we were going to define what pivoting is in a short sentence, how would we define it? 
I would say it's the act of recognizing what you do want. And the pivot is that it starts with in any moment where we're recognizing what we don't want in any moment where we're recognizing, you know, I hate this. What was that sentence? Uh, I closed the book. It was like, I hate this ugly, unreliable old car. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> in any moment where we're recognizing something we don't want, something we, I'm making air quotes, hate, uh, <laughs> something, you know, something that's not in our frame of reference for how we want things to be. The pivot is asking ourselves that question. Okay, I know I don't want this ugly, old, unreliable car. What is it that I do want? And then creating a statement of what it is we prefer. That's the pivot. How would you describe it? I, I agree with you. I would, I would actually go a step further and say that the pivot is a process, which means it's a tool. It's a tool for us to use when we are finding ourselves struggling with negative self-talk. So the moment that we notice some form of negative self-talk that we are engaging in, that's the moment to say, stop. I recognize I am now engaging in self-talk that's of a negative nature, and I know I want to change that. So what can I choose as a pivot to change it to positive self-talk? So I just complained that my car sucks. I can't, it's not reliable, and damn it, the thing just broke down again. Oh, wait a minute, that's negative self-talk. How can I turn that into a positive? Well, the car died. How can you turn that into a positive? Well, actually, you can. The positive is, well, I'm going to have to replace this car. I'm going to get a new car. Oh, yeah, there is that. But I still have the car that broke down. Well, okay, you can continue to focus on that if that if you like feeling miserable. Or you could focus on the fact that you're going to get a better car out of this. Okay. I think just focusing <laughs> on what you want. I want a new reliable car. It's just a different energy, right? It is. It's completely different yeah. energy. And, and Let's practice it, pivoting. It that. reminds me of a line <laughs> that came. Have you seen the movie that came out in the last couple of years, Tom Hanks, uh, called Bridge of Spies? It's the story of the attorney from New York who represented um, Colonel Abel, who was accused of spying on the U.S. during the Cold War. And how I he did see that movie. Did you it's see a great that one? Movie. Yeah, and and how he got him off, and then eventually ended up working a trade for him with um, uh, the U two pilot who got shot down over Russia. And in that movie, he's he's in the courtroom with his client, who's the accused spy, and everybody wants to hang or electrocute this guy, and he gets him. He doesn't get him off, but he he gets him off of being um, um, executed. In the process of the, having that conversation leading up to it, um, the attorney says to the client, you, you do realize that you know you could actually be put to death for this. Doesn't that bother you? Doesn't that worry you? And the client replies, would it help? <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Yep. Yeah, no, it won't help. Nope, it doesn't help at all. I know something else that doesn't help, too, and that it doesn't help when we go over our hour, and unfortunately, we're over our hour. So we have to draw a line there, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been great. Let's keep doing it again tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. All right. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.